0: My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at TexasFootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast video of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I just realized that we have once again reached like critical mass of like glassware on the on the desk.
1: Yeah, you have a you have a got a lot got a,
0: got a lot of stuff around here a lot of stuff around here. (laughs) Chandra's going to yell at me. Yes. Uh, I'm sitting here, sitting over there. She's making us sound good. She's the Duchess of the Dorks. She's wearing a shirt that she did not pay for. She's Ashley Pickle.
1: That's a fact. It's a a Fox Sports shirt.
0: True enough. It's fine. I don't have to pay for that. Uh, That's true. Nor should you. Nor should you have to. Today Mm -hmm. is Friday, November 13th, 2020. 13 days till Thanksgiving. It is Friday the
1: 13th. Our producer sends us an email this morning from Fox and says, Happy Friday the 13th. And I was like, Why would you say that? No! It's 2020. Don't do that, Brian. Don't do that. It is Friday
0: the 13th. (laughs) I know I make fun of dumb things, but Friday the 13th. I'm
1: not superstitious. I'm I'm just just a little little stitious. stitious. (laughs) It's also
0: 13 days till Thanksgiving.
1: Oh no. We're
0: inside, like, uh, we're inside we're inside. no no, that's a good thing. It's a sign but one, of hope. It's okay. a sign of hope.
1: Are we canceling out the bad juju yes. of one yes. thirteen with the good juju of another thirteen? That's the, how yes, we're, exactly. okay. that's we're how, half we're glass half full works. here. And
0: my I was born on the twenty sixth, and so thirteen plus thirteen equals twenty six. So it's all good. Okay. Episode 1067. 1067. <laughs> Math. The number of batters faced by Charlie Huff in his illustrious oh, – I'm sorry, in 1988 of his illustrious Texas Rangers career. Uh, do we first four through the door?
1: We sure do. It was uh, Rob Hathaway, Terry Crawford, Aaron Arbuckle, and Brent Homan. Brent is on Terry Crawford? Way. Yeah.
0: Terry Crawford?
1: Brent's on his way to Louisville.
0: The coach of the Abbott Panthers? I don't
1: know. Wow. Let's see.
0: Wow. Uh, I think did they uh, did they play last night? I don't know. Hold on, I know it's a great website.
1: Yes, definitely, definitely the coach. It's gotta yeah, be. It it's is. It's gotta be
0: good. Uh, Welcome that, in, coach. But yes, good. Finally, somebody knows what they're doing. Also, no. so don't. they got a game tonight against to Avalon. Ooh, um, good luck, coach. Uh, and if they if if they win, I understand that's a milestone. But anyway, we'll get to that. Um, okay, what were you saying? Someone's on their way to Louisville. Uh, Brent. Are they finally going to kick down the door? probably yeah I figure
1: he's
0: had enough of us uh on today's show friends it is mailbag friday we want your questions nine seven two five three two six 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 five on the tft text line nine seven two five three two six 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 five that's nine seven two five damn okay nine seven two five three two monk if you want to text us your questions high school football college football recruiting lifestyle romance travel uh pickles free shirts um pickles wonderful haircut shut up do you not like it i hate
1: it I hate it. It's so short. She just kept cutting. Okay. I was like, Put it everybody down in the comments, the tell Pickle
0: how nice she looks.
1: Everybody, it's so I, no, I look twelve. It's bad. I think you look it's nice. It's really bad. I was very upset I, last night.
0: I, this is a rare moment of being <laughs> genuine from me to you. I think you look nice. Well, thank you. There you go. Everybody, tell Pickle in the comments thank she looks you. nice. That's an order. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. But before we get to all that, we have three things to get to. Let's start, Pickle. With the In-N-Out Burger game of the week. We've got three of the week. Three of them this week. We have three of them this week. Uh, And uh, we want to make sure, of course, we've teamed up with In-N-Out Burger to uh, spotlight some of the biggest games across the state of Texas. And in doing so, In-N-Out Burger uh, wants to go and spotlight some of the best and brightest student athletes, scholar athletes, uh, at each of the schools. So we have three games this week. Three games, including one last night. Uh, Westlake took down Austin Bowie uh, down there in the Austin area, 45-7. Uh, to seven. Uh, That game was uh, last night, and, 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 and Westlake got a big win. But we want to make sure we honor the uh, Scholar athletes, including uh, Brady Lamb, uh, the senior linebacker from Westlake. He is the Westlake in and out Burger Scholar athlete of the week. And uh, from Bowie's side, offensive lineman Zach Jones. Big boy, I wouldn't want to mess with him. Yeah, uh, Zach Jones, uh, not only big, but he's got a he's a smart kid as well. The scholar athlete of the week there for Austin Bowie. Uh, congratulations to him. He's them. like
1: a whole head taller than that guy a, that he's behind, and that other large, guy doesn't look small. <laughs> it's a large
0: boy. It's a large boy. Uh, okay, we've also got a game tonight. Uh, Plano John Paul II taking on Plano Prestonwood in a pretty big private school game. They're at Lions Stadium tonight, 7 o'clock. Uh, and we want to make sure we honor the In-N-Out Burger Scholar athletes of the week from each of those schools. On the John Paul side, it is a senior wide receiver and running back Miles Parker. Miles Parker there for the Cardinals. He is our In and Out Burger Scholar Athlete of the Week for John Paul II. And on the Prestonwood side, it's Prestonwood senior offensive lineman and defensive lineman Dylan Jackson. Dylan Jackson for Prestonwood uh, is our In and Out Burger Scholar Athlete of the Week. Congratulations to both of them. And we've got another game tonight, seven o'clock. We're going to Birdville. Richland taking on Birdville in a critical district matchup. This game kicking off at seven o'clock. Big game uh, there at uh, at Birdville ISD uh, FAAC, and uh, we want to make sure we honor the scholar athletes. The In and Out Burger scholar athletes of the week from each of those schools. Jake Kennedy, the senior quarterback, therefore the uh, for for Richland, they he is our scholar athlete of the week for Richland. And on the Birdville side, it's uh, senior linebacker John Wynn. John Wynn is the uh, Birdville uh, In-N-Out Burger Scholar Athlete of the Week. Congratulations to all of them, and thanks to uh, In-N-Out Burger for spotlighting some of the best and brightest young stars in Texas high school football who uh, excel both on and off the field. So congratulations to them, and be on the lookout for more from the In-N-Out Burger Scholar Athlete of the Week program. Pickle, let's do this. Dave Campbell's Texas Football, in conjunction with the Texas Bowl, is proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week award to the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas. Each Monday at noon, um, kind of. I guess it's really more like twelve thirty something. Dave Campbell's Texas Football announces ten candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. We then leave it up to you. Voting at TexasFootball.com continues all the way up until noon on Friday. It is now past noon on friday so we can announce a winner the winner the week 11 mr texas football player of the week
1: is bang
0: bang's running back and linebacker (laughs) ethan sanchez Who ran for 440 yards and seven touchdowns on just 14 carries and also had 11 tackles and four tackles for loss in Bangs' big win last week? Congratulations to all the nominees Georgetown Eastview wide receiver Michael Sedwick, Arlington Martin quarterback Zach Mundell, Laredo United South running back Brian Benavides, Dangerfield running back and linebacker D. Lewis. Lindale, running back Jordan Jenkins, Cy Creek, quarterback Brad Jackson, Lindsey, quarterback Colt Shuckers, Beaville Jones, athlete Jalen Spicer, and Pecos, running back and linebacker Abel Velasquez. But a very special congratulations to the Week 11, Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week winner, Bangs, running back and linebacker Ethan Sanchez. Very well deserved.
1: I said bang when it pulled up, not even thinking about it, and then it was bangs and whew. I, you, that was a knee slapper right you, there, my friend. You
0: all, you just crack yourself up. I do. You? It's a I, someone's got to do it. Yeah, yeah. Because it ain't gonna be it ain't gonna be me. All right. <laughs> Meanwhile. Dairy Max and Dave Campbell's Texas Football are a proud to team up this year to honor excellence in coaching and the hard work that assistant coaches put in on behalf of their teams. Each uh, week, the Texas football staff nominates four deserving assistant coaches for the Dairy Max built by chocolate milk Assistant Coach of the Week, and let fans decide on the winner via Twitter poll. It all leads up to the Dairy Max built by chocolate milk Assistant Coach of the Year, decided at season's end. Let me make sure of this. I thought he had a pretty good lead, but we've we've done this before.
1: Yeah, where we've announced it and then been like, I want to make oh, sure. Oh man.
0: Okay. Yeah, we're good. Okay. Yeah, we're good.
1: <laughs> it's like week- if not, what happens is Tepper like texts yes. me, and we sit here and like buffer while I fix the yes, graphic. <laughs> <it is. laughs>
0: Your week eleven, Dairy Max, built by Chocolate Milk, assistant coach of the week is.
1: Not Bing. Brock Offensive Coordinator
0: <laughs> Chad Worrell. Uh, in a game to, to decide the district champion, the Eagles ran for 505 yards, threw for 160 yards, and hung 66 on pilot point in a resounding 66-21 win over the Bearcats. Congratulations to all the nominees. Mission Veterans Memorial Defensive Coordinator Simon Mendoza, Pasadena Adobe Offensive Coordinator Zach Witt, and Seminole Offensive Coordinator Stephen Flowers. But a very special congratulations to the Week 11 Dairy Max, built by Chuck and Milk Assistant Coach of the Week, Brock Offensive Coordinator Chad Worrell. Very well deserved. They got a big win last night too. Yeah. They took, kicked off playoffs last night. All right. We're text football today. You know, I don't know, you're on the show. So. we talk football. And as a result, it's Friday.
1: <laughs> Exclusively.
0: It's Friday. And now we want to answer your questions. Let me see if I can cup it in my ear. Bring
1: hands. Oh, that would is better.
0: Nine seven that was good. Nine seven two five three two six 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 five. Also get your comments in on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. So if you're watching a text football.com. Open up a new tab. Go to Facebook.com slash Dave That gives us two views. We're just gaming the system here. <laughs> um, uh, so go and, and and ask your questions. High school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel. Uh, we did have high school football action last night. Um, probably yeah. the most exciting. there were four teams, four, oh, I'm sorry, three number four seats that beat. Uh, number one seats. So for all of the, oh, too many teams make the playoffs. Take that. Um, for, for that crowd, uh, the Alice Coyotes would like a word, uh, because they got a, a they they got a win last night. Hold on, come on, no, why? Let's oh, stop. Uh, Alice got uh, Alice beat. Um, uh, Alice beat Hidalgo last night. Uh, they were a number four seed. They beat a number one seed. Uh, meanwhile. Uh, we also had uh, Woodville win. This was, I thought, a little bit of a surprise. Uh, but Woodville uh, took down Cold Spring Oakhurst uh, there in Region Three of Three Division One. That's that's a little bit surprising uh, as Number Four beats Number One. And then the other one uh, is Leonard. Leonard takes down Palmer uh, in in a an upset. So we did have a fair number of Number Threes or Fours beat Number Ones. We also had a game that I was watching almost stem to stern. I watched almost all of Wall versus Boyd, and it turned into a great game. Mm-hmm. Boyd Boyd had a chance to win it, or at least take a lead with about a minute left. They they pushed a field goal that would have put them ahead. They end up going to overtime. Uh, they get stymied on their position of overtime, and Wall uh, ends up winning on a game-winning touchdown pass. Uh, but a, a rather a, a great fight from Boyd, but a good gutty win for, for Wall are through uh, to the next round. Uh, if you are interested, and I don't know if you are, you probably not. We are now up to 15 uh, playoff games that have been canceled this week, which is not good, but it is what it is. Um, and, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else that happened. Uh, a, a, a small shout-out. I want to give a small shout-out, mm-hmm. okay? A, a I shout
1: hope out. I know where you're going with this.
0: I will to give a shout-out to the North Dallas Bulldogs.
1: Yes, okay, absolutely.
0: North Dallas, last night, if you didn't know, they played their first playoff game since 1952. 1952. The last playoff game that, the, that North Dallas played was a state semifinal against Lubbock. In 1952.
1: Yeah, that's like the year you were born. They
0: have not. That is not fair. They have. <laughs> they have not made the playoffs since then. They made the playoffs this week. Or this. This year, and it's a huge, mm-hmm. huge credit uh, to to what they're building there. And, and and I think I think it is worthy of celebration. Uh, they did happen to draw. Uh, Argyle in the first round of the playoffs which is uh, that's that's just just a little bit mean a little Mm -hmm. bit mean but I think Bobby Estes has done a terrific job there with the Bulldogs and 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 we're going to spend a lot of time talking about Argyle Argyle won last night I'll just say they won pretty handily Mm -hmm. Uh, but uh, I think it's worth mentioning one more time it's probably the last time we're going to talk about the North Dallas Bulldogs this year so uh, a shout out to them. Uh, terrific, uh, terrific season for them to just to be able to go and snap uh, one of the state's longest losing. Streets. Oh
1: yeah, don't hang your head on that one.
0: No, it's actually the state's second long or longest continuous lose uh, district. Drought, uh, play, I'm sorry, playoff drought. Uh, the longest, if you're interested, belongs to Prairie Lee, which is a six-man team. They haven't made it since 1944, but they did discontinue their program for a big chunk of that time. And so it's a little bit of an asterisk. But uh, a shout-out to Bobby Estes and a shout-out to the North Dallas Bulldogs. Um, I also thought – I'll just also say this um, – Uh, Argyle was up very big at halftime Mm -hmm. and I think they I don't don't think they scored scored in the second half so I appreciate I think uh, you know this is no surprise but Todd Rogers is a classy guy Mm -hmm. pulled you know called off the dogs in in that one Uh, so, so yeah anyway those are the types of stories we like to tell around here so congratulations to the North Dallas Bulldogs all right. Does anybody have any questions about anything? We can go until for about twelve forty-five today.
1: Yes, Ant asking. Uh, he asked this yesterday. What are your thoughts on Magnolia and Magnolia West?
0: Yeah. So this is a this is a game that I think because it's the first round of the playoffs is going to get kind of. Uh, I don't My district D. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I think it's just going to get kind of lost in the shuffle. But I think this is a really interesting game there in District Eight Five A Division One. Um, you know, these are two teams that I think. Yeah, I'm comfortable saying these are the two best teams in that district. Um, You know, I think New Caney might have some—or, you know, College Station does have a loss on the year already, uh, but I do think that this is going to be—these are the two best teams in the district. Um, One thing that I think is going to be very interesting is, can Magnolia slow down this Magnolia West attack? Because Magnolia's defense has been very solid, very solid, but Magnolia West. Their offense has been out of control. It's been ludicrous. So that's the big question for me, is what happens when that Magnolia defense faces that Magnolia West offense? I lean a little bit towards Magnolia West. I just think their offense is a little, just just is, is on another level right now. I think that kind of gives them an advantage. I expect a fun game. Um, I love what Craig Martin's done with that Bulldog squad there in, in, in Magnolia, but I lean a little bit towards Magnolia West. Uh, but I, pretty close, uh, call it, Three points, something like that. It'll be a close game. I'm interested in that one, though. What's next, Miss Pickle?
1: Um, let's go with a game that I think that you're pretty excited for. What nope. about Livingston and Chapel Hill? I am
0: excited about that. <laughs> one. Good call.
1: Yeah, I, I, you know, I edit the picks video. I listen to these things. Um,
0: yeah, <laughs> this game is interesting. So Livingston, um, if you didn't know, uh, Finest Vanover has guided uh, uh, Livingston to their first outright district championship since 1963. Finest Vanovers that guy that guy's a wizard that that guy if you look up and down his coaching resume i'm gonna say this in a real i don't think he's ever taken over a program that was like in really good shape right he's no. only taken over builds mm-hmm. like uh he was at tomball memorial he mm-hmm. started the program at tomball memorial kind of got it off the ground he coached it like let me, i mean i could pull that up but he coached it I know he coached at four Pascal for a little bit when they and they've been kind of down in the dumps forever um, let's see yeah okay so he coached at Die ball they were bad when he took over he got them to a, he took them to an undefeated regular season uh, he took over an Angleton program that needed some re, uh, revamping uh, and then he came out of retirement and took over Livingston. Who had been? I mean, I mean this in a really nice way. They've been legit one of the most consistently bad programs in in the state for the past two decades, and he was able to to guide them to a district championship. Uh, Unbelievable. Going up against Tyler Chapel Hill, who's got to be feeling great about themselves. That's a perfect example of a district champion versus a four seed that I think is really close. Right. Because uh, Tyler Chapel Hill faced a win in end game last week against Henderson, and they came up big. That offense has slowed down just a bit. But I also think their defense has taken a step forward, and that makes this a really interesting game. Um, I think I picked Livingston.
1: Yes. You did, did
0: I? Okay. I picked Livingston. I said confidently. Um, <laughs> but this is a close game. I love the yep. coaching matchup and Coach Vanover against uh, Jeff Reardon. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think Steph's going to be there. Um, and yeah, it's a fun, fun. Uh, this is a game that is a lot better than a four versus one matchup. Yes, absolutely. This is, there's a lot of four versus ones this week that are going to go poorly for Mm -hmm. the four seed. This is not one of those. I think this is going to be a really tight game and really fun. Um, Yeah, I lean towards Livingston a little bit, but I think this game is really tight. One of the big questions, Livingston's defense has been great. Can Mm -hmm. Chapel Hill kind of crack that code? It's going to be a lot of fun.
1: Let's head down to the six-man ranks here. Yeah. Um, Roseanne Jameson asked, thoughts on Sterling City versus Rankin?
0: Yeah, so I believe both of those teams... Did Rankin already win? I know. St- I, I want to say Sterling City won already. Let's see if I can pull this up. Um, that's was
1: a banger of a six-man game in the first place.
0: Well, yeah. So this is this is a yeah. So they both yeah. That's right. Rankin Rankin one via forfeit, um, and then Sterling City uh, Sterling City of course it, it was a was a win last night over Hermley in impressive fashion. I will be honest. I think the winner of this game. That's too strong. This is a huge game. I think Rankin and Sterling City are two of the top, at worst, two of the top four teams in this bracket, in the whole bracket. And now they're going to play in the second round. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the big questions is going to be Rankin is, I think, really explosive. Deshaun Goodley is one of the best players in the state at any level. The calling card for Westbrook this year, I'm sorry, for Sterling City this year, uh, has been a really sound defense. Yes. And just finding a way to to, 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 to maneuver the ball around and get the ball to enough guys. I think this game is one of those games decided by Pace. I think Sterling City probably wants to keep the score relatively low. I think Rankin probably wants to get out and run. Uh, winner of this game, Region 2, I think, is always was always going to be, oh, man, I don't even know. I don't know if I want to say that because that region one's tough too, yeah. Man, but I got that region,
1: in, I mean, you've got Ira and Westbrook in there, yeah. And they're mix. playing this, they're that's, playing tonight.
0: Um, yeah, that's
1: a banger it's, all the way up great, to it's the a great finals. region,
0: it's a great region. So it's like, I don't want to make too broad of a declaration. I think that the winner of this game will have a very good chance of winning a state championship,
1: yes. And I, that seems
0: like, I like, yeah, of course, they're going to be in the regional final, like, of course, they do, dumb, dumb, but like. That's a huge game. It's a massive game and will really shape the rest of what 1A Division 1 looks like. So yeah, Rankin and, and Sterling City. Is there an advantage? Well, here's a, str- here's a strange thing, right? Is there an advantage or a disadvantage for the fact that Rankin didn't play this week? Mm-hmm. Right? They they were supposed to play Van Horn. Van Horn had to forfeit. Sterling City had to go out there and they, they they played Hermley. I think Hermley's a decent team. Sterling City, I thought, was a big favorite. They ended up going out there and winning. Is there an advantage or a disadvantage? Like, how do we how do we kind of... Put that in our mind grapes. It's a a super interesting game. I'm really excited about that. That's one of the games of the week already next week. Mm -hmm. What's next?
1: Well, and then let's drop down to uh, Division 2 here in 1A. It it was asked if – where did that go? I'm sorry. Uh, Could this really be the year for the Balmory Bears? Can Jones make it happen? Yeah. And I think there's no reason to think that it could be the year.
0: Well, you saw our picks. You go to texevolve. dot com slash predictions or texevolve. slash playoffs, and then click on the predictions page. You'll see, I believe, um, all three of us—myself, Cowboy Parks from Sixmania, and then the ver- the venerable Granger Huntress from sixmanfootball.com. dot com. Um, that is, uh, we all picked mm-hmm. Um I think you are within your rights to look at a team like Richland Springs who's coming out of Region 4, mm-hmm. but they would have to get past Calvert in a regional final. And I don't think that... And by the way, you know, they got to get past Blanket tonight. Yep. Uh, that's also, you know... And, and from what I understand, they haven't been able to practice all that much.
1: And Strawn and Region Look, three.
0: next week... Well, next week... Is that right? Yeah, next week we get Balmeray-Jayton. And that's, uh, uh, that's on that same level of maybe even more elevated because I think that that side of the bracket sets up better for the winner of that game mm-hmm. than the winner of the, of the Sterling City uh, ranking game. I, yeah. They, I mean, I, I think I think I, if Balmeray gets past Jayton, and, then I'm gonna feel then I, they're yeah. then they're my pick
1: because Motley County would probably be the other one coming out of that. Motley
0: and, County, yeah. Motley County, although you know Blackwell's such an odd team. team Blackwell's yeah. been really up and down this year. If they play up to their paper, they're certainly capable. And Motley County's kind of been a little bit inconsistent. I think they figured it out lately, but I don't know. That is to me, yeah. I think that you're right. I look at I look at if Balmeray can get past Jayton next week, I think that they have to be the favorite to win the title that's what i'll say so i think he could do vince jones is a wizard man he's Mm -hmm. he's he's arguably the greatest six-man football coach of all time so uh you doubt him at your own peril all right pickle what's next
1: let's go from small school to big school here um down in the houston area how do you feel el campo will perform versus yates
0: um well i think they'll perform well um I think they're the I think they're the favorite. Uh, you know, Yates is an interesting squad. I think Yates has probably overachieved this year, and I think they deserve a lot of credit. But El Campo's your favorite. Yes. And and I think that their I think they're going to be able to flat out, out muscle Yates. Um, and I think that that, that running game is really going to be able to get going. To me, El Campo's got to be your favorite in that one. And 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 you know, uh, look. Look at the region three of four division one. Like, there's we're awful fond of El Campo. Uh, we think that they've got a great shot to to make it out of that region. It's a tough region. It's a super physical region. But I think that El Campo is your favorite in that one uh, tonight. So, yeah, that game's tonight, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that game's tonight. That game's tonight. Okay, what's next, Pickle?
1: Um, this is another one where we're going to skip ahead a little <laughs> bit. 3 A 2 What about uh Bangs and Canadian? Bangs yeah. obviously has to – or did they forfeit? Oh, no. Tornillo forfeited. Yeah, Torneo
0: forfeited. So Bangs is so, through yeah. and then Canadian beat Oklahoma last night. Uh yeah. Look, um
1: Canadians, Canadians are got favorite. Canadians
0: are favorite and I think that's clear cuz I think Canadians, you know, the number 1 team in 3 Division 2 for a reason. With that said, I think Bangs has an opportunity to give them some trouble because they are pretty versatile. They yeah. can beat you in a lot of different ways. They can beat you throwing the ball with Ethan uh, Ethan Cortez. They can beat you running the ball with Ethan Sanchez. They can beat you in a variety of different ways. Um, but the way that you beat – if Ballinger set the mold, right, mm-hmm. when Ballinger beat Banks a couple weeks ago, if Ballinger set the mold, the key is to kind of make them one-dimensional and to take away – I think what they really did a great job of was making sure that they weren't able to run, run on them. Canadian traditionally – has not been able to run the ball. They've been a t- tough team to run the ball on. Mm-hmm. Furthermore, I also think that you're going to be able to see Canadian move the ball on them. And that's my prognostication right now. Give me the weekend to think about it. Right. But my early reaction would be that Canadian's your favorite. I think they're going to be able to move the ball, and I'm just not sure that Bang is going to be able to match them score for score. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's gonna be the that's gonna be the onus it's on. It's I think on the that's one
1: of those that you can get you can get a pretty good first half out of that I feel yeah like.
0: yeah I could see that game I can see that game being something like 24 21 20, at halftime.
1: yeah like enough to where they could probably like you were thinking and then Canadian goes in the locker room and it's kind of well and they pull you even go they back go to that Canadian. W- you
0: even go back to that win over Childress. Mm-hmm. um I want to say that game was relatively close ish at halftime. close ish mm-hmm. and then Canadian. Which but I think Abernathy-Childress
1: tonight is a really yep. good matchup. Abernathy-Childress
0: is going to be fun. Abernathy's playing really well right now. Um, Childress has got to be careful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's next?
1: All right, a game I know that you're super excited for. No, um, it will be on Fox Sports Southwest tonight, Columbus versus Rockdale. Yeah,
0: uh, I am excited about this game um, for a lot of reasons. One, I like points. I think this is going to be pointsy. Um, I think both offenses are really hitting their stride right now. I also think that this is a really good indicator of what region three is going to look like because in three division one, because, and especially like I, I mentioned in week uh, in district 12 as well. And that's where, you know, I want to be clear that, that I, I do have questions about district 12, mm-hmm. Um, you know, Hallettsville at the very top Columbus second, cetera, yeah, a lot
1: of, Kind of mediocre or...
0: (laughs) But that question is even more pronounced with District 11. Mm -hmm. Because now part of it is that obviously here at Dave Campbell's Texas football, we totally misread that district. Yes. Uh, Oh, yeah. We had both Troy and Cameron. We had Rockdale winning the district. I think we had Troy, Cameron, 2-3 in some order. And then we had uh, Lorena fourth. Mm -hmm. Well, Lorena makes the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Rockdale finishes third. McGregor finishes second, who we had out of the playoffs, and Little River Academy, who we had th- out small of the playoffs. Bumblebees. <laughs> little Bumblebees, they make the playoffs. So I don't know, like, and so we misread that district. And my question is, and I've kind of, kind of, you
1: know, marinated this in
0: my head: Is my unwillingness to declare that District 11 is a really good district? me holding on to our preconceived notions they, they call them your priors right like my prior is okay well Cameron you know and Troy aren't that good then maybe that district's not that good but in fact it may just be the opposite it may be that all those teams are really good and I think this game is a perfect example because you've got a good Columbus team I am fairly certain that Columbus is a pretty good team I think I know where Columbus is mm-hmm. if Rockdale goes out there and smokes them then suddenly that makes me think not only is District 11 better than I think, and maybe Lorena's much a much bigger, uh, much bigger uh, uh, contender than I think they are, but furthermore, that makes me question, okay, what's the deal with Hallett'sville? Like, Are they really that favorite to come out of Region 3? I think this is, I mentioned in the picks video yesterday, and you can see it on YouTube, I think this is a bellwether. I think this is a referendum. I think this is the kind of game that is going to tell us what – other results to expect in that whole region Mm -hmm. simply because district 11 is such a a a, a wild card i could see district 12 really truly i could see district 12 sweeping district 11 yeah i could oh yeah i could i could also see district 12 i could also see district 11 winning three out of four Mm
1: -hmm.
0: i don't think i don't think how academy is going to beat howardsville that's where I'm at on it. And so we don't know. And that's, that's why I'm really interested in it because I'm looking for these data points to help me piece together what this, what this reach is going to look like. I think Columbus and Rockdale will just tell us a lot. I also just think it's going to be really wild. It's going to be like high scoring. So that's fun. All
1: right. We do have quite a few uh, non-football related questions. So I'm going to kind of sprinkle, sprinkle uh, them in a little bit. Uh, Meese asked, songs that must be on a road trip playlist.
0: Boy, I don't know. Because here's the thing, I have some I have some problems with some some very popular songs.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like for example, Journey can get all the way out. I got no Ugh. use no use for Journey.
1: I've seen Journey live in concert and it was awesome. Journey, Foreigner, and Night Ranger on a school night. Trish is the goat.
0: God Almighty!
1: It was awesome.
0: That like like if you offer me what was it? It was.
1: Journey, Journey, Foreigner, foreigner and, Night, and Ranger.
0: Night Ranger. Okay, I'll take the Gulag. That's fine. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think, for example, I need a little bit of Willie Nelson. Mm-hmm. Like you need Willie Nelson. If you don't have Willie Nelson on your playlist, then then then, then you're a flawed guy. Uh,
1: See if I, okay. If we're going like true cliche road trip banger. I love uh eastbound and down on a on a road yeah. trip. So like but that's one of those you kick off the road trip with a couple of yeah. classic bangers and then you go into like actual music that you're going to listen to for 10 11 hours. Right.
0: Um let me think on that. I'll come up with like two or three
1: more. Okay. Come on Eileen is a good one like in the middle of the road trip when yeah. you need a little bit of a pick me up too.
0: Uh I would say anything by Hall & Oates. Okay. My Hall & Oates fan. <laughs> so <laughs> There you go. Thought that was a good one. Yeah.
1: A little bit of hauling outs Um. All right. Back to football. Let's see. Is uh our good buddy Chris Pena asked, is Skyline a real threat to win District 10-6A?
0: Um, that's a good question, Chris. Thank you for sending me that question. I feel very <laughs> good about it. I haven't thought about District 10, 6A in a while.
1: Um, oh, someone said Pantera, dude. You're trying to get somewhere fast if you're listening to Pantera. I'm down with Pantera. <laughs> <Sorry>. Pantera works.
0: <laughs> um, are they a threat? Let me take a look at that district real quick before I talk about butt. I mean, we'll find out tonight, right? Yeah. You know, they play Rockwall. Um, my initial reaction is no. I think that Rockwall's better than them and that they'll be, the but you know, I, I would, care. I don't think, I don't think Skyline's a pushover. I think the, one of the things that scares me a little bit is that Skyline's offense has just been a little bit stuck in the mud. Mm-hmm. And if Rockwall wants to get out in a shootout, which they are wants to do, uh, then I'm just not sure Skyline can keep up. Um, now Rockwall's defense has left something to be desired. So if you're, if they're ever going to get right, then like now's the time to get right. But I think Rockwall is your favorite. I think they gotta be. Uh yeah, look, Stranger Things have happened. Uh, I would also say one thing that's interesting about that game, that has a chance to be a pretty important game as far as seating is concerned. Yes. I think Big those guy. teams are both going to the division one bracket. And so yeah, you know, a lot on the line there as far as making sure you grab that number one seed. I think Rockwall is your favorite. I don't I don't see any reason why they wouldn't be your favorite. But stranger things have happened. Skyline's defense is pretty stout, mm-hmm. and I wonder if they can give Rockwall some trouble. Rockwall has been shut down this year. I think the defensive Highland
1: Park, backs are really good. Yeah,
0: they're, they've got a great secondary, and if they're, if, if they're going to throw some looks at Braden Locke that he hasn't seen in a while, mm-hmm. then maybe things are going to get a little dicey.
1: Especially if you can if that defensive line can get some pressure up there on yeah. Brayden. That, that is sure. easy picks off.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's a big question for me. Rockwall's your favorite, but there is a path for Skyline to win it. I'm not writing Skyline off. I'll say that. What's next?
1: All right. This one's going to make your heart happy. I'll give you a chance to talk about your Alpine Bucks. Woo! Getting a big win last night. Um, let's how go. far do you think your Bucks are going to prance along?
0: You've got to stop that. <laughs> that's that's going to stop right now. Um, look, let's take a moment and acknowledge. Um, that there are f- there there are very few teams that are already into the second round of the playoffs, but one of those teams is the mighty Bucks mm-hmm. of Alpine. Big one over 30 Sonora. To, Thirty to twenty-two, win over Sonora last night. Um, if you're asking how far they go, uh, probably to next week. Uh, they, the, the, I I would I would say that they are probably going to play Idaloo next week, and I think Idaloo will be a considerable favorite over my beloved Bucks. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: that was that was the ESPN projection of when someone wins at the last second. Yeah. You're pump 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 pump. Uh Sorry, yeah, guys.
0: look. Hey. But hey. You know I you know I'm an Alpine stan. I'm, I'm here for the Bucks. I'm here for the Bucks. That said, I'm also a realist. I think is going to be your favorite in that one. If they can pass free tonight, which is not a guarantee. No, it not is not. a guarantee. Not. It's the playoffs. But yeah. Shout out to Alpine. Big win last night over over Sonora. That was an interesting game that I had my eye on because uh, that was one of those two versus three games that I was like, Ooh,
1: maybe. Yeah.
0: Sonora's not bad, you know. Sonora comes from a, a pretty tough district, mm-hmm. um, well, you know, that district two, uh, with the with the Ballinger Bangs. I think, yeah, but I I think that I think that ne- we're probably gonna have Luce, uh Alpine next week, and I have a feeling that Iloose will be your favorite. I wonder where they're gonna play that game. Probably San
1: Angelo. Yeah, I would think that somewhere would... in the middle. Yeah, thing, somewhere like that. That sounds about right.
0: Yeah, I need to triangulate. What's next? It's triangulation season.
1: It is. Um, let's go, Tony Blaylock. A little bit of X's and O's talk here. A lot of strange play patterns due to COVID. Do you think any one style of play is better suited to handle the chaos? Huh? And I really think um, that it goes back to just what you came in with. Because if you're coming in with a new quarterback and you're running more of a spread attack, like that took some time to get used to, you know, I think it's more about who you have returning rather than.
0: Yeah. I don't know if I, yeah, I think I agree with you. I think it's a lot more about like the kind of consistency that you had. I think there's maybe more of an impact on like, if you've got guys who have played in playoff games uh, right now, Mm -hmm. like for example, if you have, if you have eight starters back from a team that runs like, the, the wing T. Yeah. I am really interested in you because mm-hmm. I think that suddenly you have maybe an advantage that's already hard to game plan for the wing T and if you run it particularly well and you don't have as much practice behind uh, uh, under your mm-hmm. belt that may not impact you as much. I don't know if there's one particular style of offense. Right. One thing I do think is interesting and I'd be inter- uh, after the fact I'd love to dive into the numbers on this. I wonder if spread attacks are on balance scuffling a little bit this Mm -hmm. year because those are timing based. And those, the only way you get those timings is through reps. And, and I wonder that with fewer reps, at least in the, in like the first five mm -hmm. weeks of the year, maybe by now, right? Like they're uh, by now, especially with the small schools, you know, they're three months into the season. Mm -hmm. And then the big schools at this point, they're two months into the season. I think that if I think at this point, you're probably rounding in the form with that said, I don't know why my wife is calling me when she knows I'm doing a show. (laughs) Um, With that said, I would say that by now they should have it together, but I wonder if in those Mm -hmm. first few weeks, if you saw a little bit of the timing being off from these spread offenses on balance. Again, there were some offenses that looked just fine. I'm not saying it's everybody, but I do wonder if on balance you saw maybe a lower completion percentage, uh, maybe more interceptions. Well, and I can uh, tell you, you know, like, like
1: you're exactly right, because from even when I would sit there and call coaches, teams like Salado, it, that that literally, I mean, it's the slot team where they're running all the time. They were like, you know, we felt like we missed out on a yeah. little bit with COVID, but not much. But when you go and you look at the teams, like... I mean, even the the Rockwell-South Lake Carroll game, it's like, you know, we had a little bit of of an adjustment period because we've got these new receivers coming in. I'd love to
0: talk with some coaches. i love to talk with some coaches and see how long, how many weeks they feel like it took their offenses to to get get up to speed. And And I'd love to compare that across... Schemes. Mm-hmm. I'd love to talk some spread coaches. I'd love to talk some slot T coaches. I'd love to talk some like pro style co- coaches mm-hmm. and figure out is there kind of a, a connective tissue of why, which of those offenses are able to come along mm-hmm. faster than the other.
1: Three weeks of a heavy a pass heavy offense seemed to be the time when coaches yeah. were starting after about like going into week four, like we've really started figuring out these kinks yeah. a little bit. Well, and,
0: and 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 this would be a good off season to ask it because. Mm-hmm coaches were not able to have as much time as they wanted to. Right. So it was much more of a – they were probably able to get a better measure of it. All right. What's next?
1: Brent Hellman asks, is Iowa Park versus Snyder the most interesting game in Region 1 tonight?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would, yeah. Think, I would um, think so. Iowa Park versus Sanger. Uh, yeah. Sanger. Okay. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. Okay. So here are the other games in Region 1. There tonight. So Love against beat picks last night, and Aubrey beat Mineral Wells last night. Here's the rest of the games. Sweetwater and Level mm-hmm. Sweetwater's a super young team, mm-hmm. and so you never know, even though they're the district champions and they're at home, they should be favored. But you get those you never, playoff jitters. To quote to quote the great Ron Washington, you never know what them booty holes gonna do. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you don't know. That could be interesting, but Sweetwater's your favorite. Mm-hmm. Salina and Vernon. I think Salina's better than they've than they've played. I think they'll be favored over Vernon. I I, I yeah. Iowa Park Sanger we'll get back to. Graham should not have a problem with Van Alstine in my opinion. And then perryton Parrotton Monaghan's interesting because Monaghan's such a weirdo team. And then Midland Greenwood or oh, Midland Greenwood Seminole is maybe one a with Iowa Park Sanger. Um, I love that Talon Wellborn from from Sanger. Mm-hmm. I think he's a star. Um, but Iowa Park, their defense, I think, has been really solid. Um, plus, uh, Greenwood and Seminole are two teams that I think, when they play up to their paper, they are good enough to win that region. Mm-hmm. Both of them, I think, both have 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 struggled with inconsistency at times, and as a result, who can turn it on now? I would say Iowa Park Sanger and Midland Greenwood, um, uh, Seminole are the two games I'm most interested in in region one
1: a quick side note that I can't well I actually we could verify this but someone texted us earlier this week and said uh Vernon agreed to play at Salina so that they could have a senior night oh is that true? i have not
0: I have not checked that but if that is true I thought I, that was cool because Salina's
1: game definitely got canceled on their senior night
0: my cold black heart chooses to believe that's true yeah and I, and I don't want anybody to tell me it's not because it makes me feel very good and I like I like stories like I
1: thought that. that was really really a so very classy move by Vernon
0: uh I'll Google it roll quote quick and see see if we can do that but anyway yes that is uh those are the games that I'm most interested in. What is next pickle
1: um let's go with in five and six a who is in Jeopardy to miss the playoffs
0: in five and six a?
1: Well,
0: boy. yeah, because we already know the rest of the playoffs. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, <laughs> boy, I don't know. Hold on. Let me see. Let me see if I can figure this out. Okay. So the the I presume the most high-profile teams that are in danger of missing the playoffs. Um, that's not helpful. That's not helpful at all. Um,
1: Shut it down. <laughs>
0: that really isn't. Okay. So then, at that point, uh, to me, you go to like, what are the best districts, right? Mm-hmm. And who's going to miss out of those particular districts? Boy, I don't know. If, I don't. know. about I, I honestly? Uh,
1: Waco Connelly? Are they still?
0: They were a four A team. And they got knocked out last night. Okay, not like by Santa. Who
1: was I thinking? Um,
0: um you're thinking uh, Midway. Midway. Yeah, that's a that's a team that if you took a look at. So tonight, I think they're I think they're all tonight. Mm-hmm. So Cedar Hill Duncanville's tonight, and that's kind of the the, the, the headline game. Everybody's really interested in. Because it's for the district championship, but it also doesn't have anything else on the line. Mm-hmm. Because Duncanville's going to be the top D one seed, Cedar Hill's going to be the top D two seed. This is just for the district championship, which means something. But you know, the other two games are Mansfield and Walksahatchee, and Midway and DeSoto, and those are winning in games. So if Midway turns it on, mm-hmm. they can knock DeSoto out of the playoffs. Now, I think DeSoto's your favorite. Right. In my opinion. But that would be a perfect example. I will be honest, I have been so swallowed whole by playoffs that I haven't necessarily looked at the playoff picture quite yet. Right. But you can check out Steph's playoff projections in Texas football. Well, and Steph made
1: a good point in the comments, too, that 5 and 6A is such a mess right now to kind of figure that out because of zones. Oh, by the way. So it's like, how do you really know? uh,
0: So, one, I mean, we're also on D1, D2 watch for two teams, which is Westlake and Katie. Um, Keep an eye last night what Morton Ranch beat Cinco Ranch, mm-hmm. I want to say. Yes. And that just throws that whole fourth place up in the air. <laughs> and who depending on who gets that fourth place spot, Katie could go to the division one bracket or the division two bracket. If they go to the division two bracket, they are to me the favorite in in, in two A Division or six a division two, at least in region three. Mm-hmm. And it depends on where Westlake goes. Because if Westlake right. goes to Division Two, I think you're heading for a Katie Westlake mm-hmm. semifinal, which would be a lot of fun. Right. Um and if only one of them goes there, then they're the favorite to get to, mm-hmm. to AT and Stadium.
1: And the prime example of this is asking, like, when we saw that score last night. I think you asked, "Step, like, does this affect?" Yeah, this? that was all like. And then steps messages were like, "Well, this and this and this and this mess. and this have to happen to get the and it. It's like a crazy roadmap that no answers. Two more. Two more. Oh goodness. Okay,
0: three more. Three
1: more. Okay, good because one of them is for me. Um, oh, so God. Aaron Flynn asked, "What are my thoughts on the Spurs Fiesta jerseys?" I have not seen them. Chef's Kiss. I love them. I will be ordering one. Like the, I sent the gif out the other day of just take my money because I love them. They're all black. They've got the stripes, like the Fiesta colors. I just love the fact that they are finally recognizing how many times people have been asking for Fiesta-specific jerseys. Um, so I don't think I would really care even what they look like. I'm just happy they did the Fiesta jerseys and to release it right now when everyone needs a good pick-me-up. Low spurs. Vamos, low spurs. Um, okay.
0: Neato, gang. <laughs> I'm just waiting for Luca to put out uh, toddler shoes. Um, Brent Holmes. So you better believe Hank is going to be fitted.
1: <laughs> Gross. Um, what is Tepper's favorite squirrel movie?
0: <laughs> favorite squirrel movie? This feels like a – like
1: a... I think I have mine. Well –
0: I don't know if I've seen this. Um, I could no, go two ways with Caddyshack this one. Caddyshack is a gopher. Caddyshack um, is a gopher.
1: Uh, I think one a one. Anchorman. Okay.
0: I think I ate your chocolate squirrel.
1: Yep. I like uh, I like Over the Hedge with Hammy, Hammy the squirrel. You ever seen that one?
0: No, I haven't seen Over the Hedge.
1: It's a kids' movie. Hammy's super hyper. He loves cookies. Oh my um, God. Or Ice Age, because Ice Age has the. I've not seen
0: Ice Age. No, don't look at me like what? that. Don't look at me, I mean, like, like, look at me like I just told though. you I haven't seen like Citizen Kane.
1: Okay, well I like I'm okay with you not seeing Over the Hedge. That one makes sense in my brain, but Ice Age.
0: I'm sorry, I was too busy watching, you know.
1: Yeah, uh, I guess you're. Big
0: boy movies.
1: <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> okay, um, you got and an the. Ender? The last one, yeah, the last one was Aaron Flynn asking, "What are your top 3 favorite movies? Do you have do you have an order for that?" A lot of Boy. movies and some things today.
0: Boy. That's tough. I'll tell you movies I really like. So, I it's weird because like I have like I have these two categories of mm-hmm. like I have movies that I think are super good, and I've always like enjoyed cinematically, cinematically, good. and 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 got recognized by mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, uh, like they're, they're award-winning and stuff like that. There's that, and, and then there's, there's also the ones are dumb movies that you. I love. Yeah, okay. On the dumb movies that I love, I love the Running Man. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think the Running Man is an absolute classic. Okay, <laughs> so good. I also love. The most important movie of 2019, which was Godzilla King of the Monsters, that's the most important movie that's come out in the last 20 years. Uh, and then yeah, and then like I don't know, like I like I I think that, and this is an indictment on on me, and I freely recognize that. I think that Billy Madison. Mm-hmm. Is among is among the most is among the f- the funniest movies I've ever seen. See, now it, it came it also came along at like the right time for me. Mm-hmm. So so don't judge me too harshly for that. But I thought there was a moment there where I could I think I could quote that entire movie.
1: Yes, and one that I, one that's very much on that same scale for me. Step Brothers. Yes, I love Step. Uh, uh, one one Caddyshack overall is definitely up in the top three just overall. Cause golf. Cause golf. And it's just great. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, no, Step Brothers, uh, I love – in that same realm, I love Wedding Crashers. I think that was yeah. so you funny. You know, I liked Wedding
0: Crashers. I thought it dragged a little bit in the Yeah. Middle. Like the fir- I think it started off so hot, mm-hmm. and then it, like, kind of
1: – It does lull a little bit. It's got a
0: lull. Um,
1: Those super quotable yeah. movies like that, yeah. though, are just mean, you semi-pro know. is another one yeah. in that category. But it's like, I mean, like,
0: if you're asking me, like, what movies I think are, like, masterpieces, it's like There Will Be Blood is a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Like, and I really enjoyed – I'm a – this is – I really enjoyed the work of Spike Jones, and I thought that Her was an unbelievable movie. I thought it was maybe the most realistic, futuristic movie I've seen in a long time. Um, I mean, I don't know. I Know, there's just a bunch of movies I, I really loved. I loved Ex Machina. I loved um
1: Oh, Bridesmaids. <laughs> Rob Hathaway, yes. Ah,
0: I saw Brides. I, love... I saw Bridesmaids with my then fiance's parents. And that and there's a scene in there in yes. which Maya Rudolph the goes opening
1: scene? <laughs> there's
0: a and there's not only the opening scene. <laughs> uh but then there's also a scene in which um Maya Rudolph goes and um uh she's wearing a wedding dress and she um she she has she has a Feces she, has, sh- a, she has a she has a she has a boom boom in the middle of the street <laughs> yeah. it's like and it's like well I, mean, I already gave her the ring so it's like <laughs> yeah. she's say no at this point uh, you already said yes uh
1: yeah bridesmaids is fantastic
0: that's gonna do it for us thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us follow us on twitter at dctf like us on facebook facebook.com slash dave campbells follow us on instagram instagram.com slash dave campbells and of course see us at texasfootball.com for ashley pickle Oh, where are you this tonight?
1: I am uh, in the Waco area for Italy and Rio Vista. I'm, I'm real convinced that it's Rio Vista. And you think I'm messing with you? <laughs> yes.
0: Text Craig, why?
1: No, I know that you always – I know you've always said it. It's just that's going to take a minute to register Text in Craig. my brain.
0: He'll back me up on this.
1: Yeah. I'm going to just ask like the locals tonight, like, just, hey, what, what do y'all say? Yeah. Just to see.
0: You can never go wrong with that. There's a couple of those like that. Alv- A-L-V-O-R-D – Alv- 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 alverd yeah but you will also hear people up there called alvoid
1: mm-hmm. well and my thing like that like, is i know like there's a very technical way to say it and then there's the way that most people say it so i just like saying well, it how like the local team so they don't okay. look at my clips and go all right but what here's the thing dumb but she doesn't say it here's right. the
0: thing you're already halfway there because the other team
1: is yeah it looks like italy
0: right but, but it's, it's not italy it's italy yes it's italy and you will get yelled at if, yes. you, if you go.
1: And the Italy
0: Gladiators. Anyway, thanks, to Ashley Pickle. I'm Greg Tepper. <laughs> Young. please get your player of the year trophy. We'll see you Monday on Texas Football Today.